The audio guide to the galaxy is recorded in the SciTech Planetarium on Wajak Noongar land. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy, the podcast where we run you through a monthly guide to the night sky. My name is Leon, and in this episode, we'll be covering all of the exciting space news that is happening during the month of April. We're here in the SciTech Planetarium on Noongar Buja, and I'm joined by Brandy, a professional planetarium presenter here at SciTech. Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's get straight into this. Let's. Because I've been seeing it all over the news. There's going to be an eclipse on the 20th of April, a total solar eclipse. I think we should talk about it. Uh, ah, me too. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. So let's start with the basics, I guess. Uh, Brandy, what exactly, what even is a total solar eclipse? That's a great question. So the easiest way a total solar eclipse is when the moon passes in front of the sun. It's during the daytime. So Mm -hmm. here on Earth, we get to have the moon's shadow fall over the Earth. And in that moment, when we get complete darkness, that's when the moon passes directly in front of the sun, we get to uh, experience something called totality. Totality. Oh, and that's when it's like total darkness. And that's why it's called a total solar eclipse. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, And so so we're literally inside the, the shadow of the moon. We are. So at that moment in time, and it's it's only a moment, we get to experience uh, almost like total darkness when daytime turns to night because the moon's shadow feels all-encompassing. Wow, there we go. What's so exciting about the eclipse next week that I keep hearing about? Uh, so the one in Eggsmouth. Um, so what's really special about this eclipse is what's called a hybrid eclipse, um, where other places will get something called an annual eclipse, and we'll get that a little bit later. But in Eggsmouth, they're going to get a total solar eclipse. Right. So for just a brief moment at about 11.30, they'll get a chance to experience that total solar eclipse. So if you're in Eggsmouth at 11.30, I guess that would be in the morning, Yep. Yep. the, the moon will pass in front of the sun and people in Exmouth will be completely inside the shadow. That's it. And the next time that's going to happen in Exmouth, well, it could be a couple hundred years from now. Oh, wow. So, so these are really rare. It's very rare. They don't happen very frequently in the same place. Wow. Oh, okay. So total solar eclipse in Exmouth. Um, what about if I if I live in Perth? What, what can I expect to see from Perth? So because we're not in that what's called the path of totality, that's the path that the moon's shadow takes over the Earth. Because we're not in that path, we're going to experience something called a partial eclipse. So in that point, here in Perth, we're going to experience about 70% of the moon blocking out the sun's rays, but not all of it. So Uh, if you were to go outside of that point, you might get a little bit of a shadow or shade, but it's definitely not going to be complete darkness. It's not going to be complete dark. So like, I I don't need to you know, turn lights on or anything like that? Nah, you won't have to worry about anything like that. So what about like people in Exmouth? During that moment of like complete darkness, what's it going to feel like? So it's something really amazing. It's basically for just a few moments, and I do say moments, all together, it's just about a minute. A minute, right. Um, And during that time, you're still going to have a little bit of light because we're going to get the sun's corona. That's still going to be something that will be illuminated there in that point okay. if, you're, if you're able to look up and look at that. Yep. Um, but otherwise, all around you, you'll actually get a chance to see the stars that are usually blocked out because of the sun's rays. 
So you'll be able to see stars during the day. You'll be able to see stars. You might not get a chance to see the Milky Way. It's not going to be that dark. Right. uh, But it is going to be dark enough that you'll be able to see some of those brightest stars in our sky. Wow. Some of the brightest stars in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day. Wow. And what about like the the landscape? Is that going to change? <laughs> That's a great question. So animals are pretty turn, tuned into this kind of stuff uh, because it's something, again, they're not even used to. So during the middle of the day, you're going to get animals are going to go quiet. Uh, you're going to get the air around you is going to cool down just a couple of degrees like it does at nighttime. The heat of the sun's getting blocked out and everything just cools and quiets down for just a few moments. Just a few moments or like, what is it, about a minute did you say? About a minute, yeah. So it'll start at 11.30 and by 11.32 you'll be completely over. Wow, so it's like it's exact right place, right time to see this total solar eclipse. That's it. <laughs> wow. And. Uh, you said, how often do these eclipses happen? You said once every 200 years or something like that? <laughs> well, solar eclipses and lunar eclipses, they happen several times throughout the year. But they don't happen in the same place at the same time. Or I should say the same place uh, in the same year or even in the same decade. It will take a couple hundred years before the moon and the sun line up perfectly with where you live. Right. Okay. So, so a solar eclipse will happen a few times a year, but that shadow on the Earth may be in it can any other spot exactly and the chances of it being exactly where you live is like very very rare very very rare right which is why here in australia we get so excited when eclipses happen because they don't happen a lot over our cities here yeah of course yeah being 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 so isolated yeah <laughs> right and okay now i see what you mean so here from perth because perth is not exactly in the the shadow the, or the what did you say what was it called in the path of totality the path of totality so because perth is not in the path of totality so we're like we're outside of that path and so we we don't see a total eclipse we just see a partial eclipse exactly wow there we go um right place right time right place right time let's get to the very heart of this i want to look at the eclipse can I just stare straight at it? Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Think of this. Think about this way. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone outside at night? Yeah, yeah. I walk my dog at night ah, all the time. Perfect. So when you're walking your dog at night, how annoying are, is it when a car comes at you and it's got a type in Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? that's really your annoying. Your eyes just, they, they, so much pain. Well, imagine that about a million times uh, brighter on your eyes. Right really really bad it can damage your eyes and can even make you go blind so definitely do not look up at the sun during a total solar eclipse there are special kind of glasses that you can purchase we have some here at SciTech. you can order them from other places as well um, but they have special filters that are over those glasses that allow you to then look into or look up at the the eclipse and the same goes with your phones and tablets and stuff like that you want to get special filters that go over the camera so that way it doesn't burn one your camera but also your eyes if you're looking into it because crazy enough it can do just that so i shouldn't look at the sun directly with my eyes but not even i shouldn't point my camera because it might damage the camera it'll definitely damage the camera and if you're looking if you've got one of those cameras where you still look through the lens it can even still damage your eyes so don't do that make sure you've got filters um but the other way one of the safest options you can do is creating something called a pinhole viewer. A pinhole viewer. Now you're going to have to tell me what that is. Um, I've I've heard of these um, pinhole viewers, but I have no idea what they are. (laughs) All right. So imagine this, all right, because you can make one out of a cereal box. Oh, good, because I'm not going to go buy one. No, don't go buy one. Make one at home. It's the easiest thing you could do. Um, So take a cereal box. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and you've got the top of the box. It's got those two lips to it, yeah? Yep. All right, so take those two lips, and I want you to imagine that you're taping them down so that way the top of the box is closed. Gotcha, yep, okay. easy. On one end of the box, you can either poke a hole or cut out a hole or whatever you want to do. You want a hole on one side of the top of the box. Uh, it can be as small as like a pencil or a pen. Oh, literally just poke a pen through yep, the top? just a pen so through like, the top. This is in the top of the box? This is in the top of the box. Right. And then on the other side of the top of the box, yep. I want you to cut out a square so that way you can look through it. Right, okay. Right? So, so big just... enough to look through. Personally, I like a bigger of a square because I've got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm matching my cereal box. Yep. I'm looking at it from the top down, the top which I've now closed. And I'm on the left-hand side, I've poked a little hole. And on the right-hand side, I've cut out a, a maybe a few centimetres so I can look through, did you say? That's it. Yep. Now what you're going to do is you're going to go test this out, see mm -hmm. if it works for you. So what you want to do is go outside, face away from the sun, and right. I want you to imagine that that little hole that you've poked through you want to imagine that the sun's light is going to come through that little hole. And you're going to look through the square hole, that bigger hole, with your eyes. Oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> okay. So you're not actually looking at the sun, but instead you're looking at the light that's filtering through that hole that you've made in your cereal uh, box. Right. So I'm facing away from the sun, and the sunlight is coming over my shoulder yep. into that tiny little hole. That's it. Now, when the eclipse happens, if you're looking down in that little hole away from the sun, mm -hmm. what you're going to see is the shadow of the moon coming over that sunlight. You might even get a chance to see the shape of the moon or parts of the moon as it covers the sunlight through your pinhole box. You're seeing the shadow coming through that fill or that hole that you made. Right. And this is on the bottom of the box, is it? This is on the bottom of the box. Okay. So yeah, right. The light comes through that little pinhole onto the bottom of the box. And you're saying during the eclipse, even if it's not a total solar, if, like if I'm in Perth, I should still be able to see. You'll still see something coming through. You right. might even see a little bit of a shadow or you might see the light getting a little darker, a little darker uh, versus right. being really bright. So you'll still get a chance to see something. And you'll know if you're up in Exmouth and you're using this pinhole, you'll know that you've reached totality because all the light from the sun has then been blocked. <laughs> It'll get dark. You just have darkness in your box. That's what I'm imagining. If you're in Exmouth, you're, <laughs> it's going to be pretty obvious when the eclipse happens. It's going to be pretty obvious. Whereas you, if you're in Perth, then you might need a little bit of a reminder that, uh, that things are happening. So I, I might be able to see in the bottom of the box, looking over, looking through this little hole, uh, we should see the moon start to obscure the sun. That's it. Wow. So it's like a picture of the sun that is being created on the bottom of the box. On the bottom of the box. Something that you wow. already have probably in your kitchen. There you go. So there you go. So it's either specially filtered glasses that you can get from various places. You said there's some at SciTech. We've right? got some at SciTech. And what's really cool is if you head on to that SciTech website, we also have directions on how to do that, that pinhole viewer box as well. So so more information on the SciTech website. You got it. Perfect. So special filtered glasses or a pinhole uh, cereal box camera. Fantastic. I think I'm I think I'm ready to go and watch the eclipse. Not with Just my not with eyes. eyes. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I suppose let's quickly change topic away from just the eclipse. Okay. Because um, you said the eclipse happens during the day at 11.30 in the morning. Is that 11 right? 11.30 in the morning. Right. Um, what if I'm outside at nighttime? What What can I see in the night sky this month? Ah, oh, It's my favorite time of the year, to be honest, because all of my favorite things are up in the night. One of the most impressive things, though, is going to be Venus. Mm -hmm. So I'm a kind of person who loves to watch the sunset, sunsets in the west. And as you watch the sunset, one of the brightest lights you're going to start to see in the sky is going to be Venus. Wow. Now, everybody thinks it's a star and they call it the... 
Oh, I've heard this is the Evening Star. This is the Evening Star. That's right. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, I was hoping man. you would know that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. Everybody calls it a star, but it is actually Venus, and it is very, very bright in our night sky, especially right about this time of the year as right. it starts to make its way across. Well, around that area of the sky. Okay, and so this is in the west, just after sunset? In the west, just after sunset, and you'll see it for probably up to about an hour after sunset. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, very, very bright, one of the coolest things. And then we've got a few constellations that are still up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got my favorite, Orion. Uh, but Orion is one of the ones that generally is only up for the summer and then the end of autumn. We're gonna see start to see Orion dip below the horizon fairly soon. Um, as Scorpius comes out on the other side, but I'm sure that we'll cover that in a different one. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that Orion's a summer constellation. So what what do you mean, like, where's it going? <laughs> well, just like the moon disappears for two weeks at a time as it makes its new moon phase, our constellations also disappear for a period of the time as we make our way throughout the different seasons. So they're just going to come up more during the day or they'll be around more during the day. So oh, I see what if you, mean. you happen to have an eclipse during... Uh, you know, winter next year, uh, you might even get a chance to see Orion in the middle of the day. Okay, they are, so they are there. They're just like, we're on the other side of the sun. Exactly. So if we want to look at Orion, then we, we, need, to we need to have a total the solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So what you're saying is it's like Orion is still there, but is it is it almost gone, is it? Whereabouts is it? It is. So it is in the northern part of the sky, northwest part of the sky. Northwest, right. Um, but it is, like I said, going to be making its way beneath the horizon, so we won't be able to see it at night right. uh, for much longer. And that's because of where the Earth is as it orbits the sun. You got it. Gotcha. So remind me again, Orion, we've got the three stars for Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there any other um, things that help me identify Orion? Yeah, so Orion's got a few different things going on for it. So it's got the, the three stars for the belt in the middle. Um, it's got a red star called Betelgeuse up near its shoulder. Yes, that's um, right. Yep, and then it's even got a couple stars around it, uh, like Sirius, one of the brightest stars in our night sky, uh, which is right next to it. So if you're looking for Orion's belt and Sirius, you'll be able to find all of Orion throughout it. Right, okay. Is Sirius part of Orion or is it just like nearby? It's nearby. So Orion's part of uh, this Greek mythology story of Orion being this great hunter. And he's got a couple dogs with him, including Sirius, uh, or the star of Sirius, and Canis Major being the constellation. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay, so... Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember now. Orion. Orion <laughs> and, and see, his hunting dogs. And this is why Orion's my favorite. And it's got such a fun story <laughs> It's such uh, a great story. story. Yeah, his hunting dogs. Kenneth Major, which has Sirius. Which has Sirius. Gotcha. All right, so I'm looking for Venus in the western sky, and then uh, just after sunset, and then uh, not too far from there, you said in the sort of northwest, west-northwest, there's Orion. There's Orion. And maybe Sirius as well. Sirius, and you might even get a chance to see Mars uh, not too far from it as well. Oh, there you go. So they're all kind of in that same area. Wow, I know where I'm looking this month. (laughs) Well, that's been a a time and a half, Brandy. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing your expertise today. I do what I can for you, Leon. It's been a pleasure being here. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy. We'll catch you next month with the Night Sky from May. See you around. If you'd like to know more about what we've been talking about today, you can find more by going to the SciTech website, and there you'll find a link for a page called The Sky Tonight, which is a monthly blog written by us here at SciTech about all the wonderful things you can see in the night sky.